Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Of the Virginia bench. Bounce pass to Jai straight away. Dribbles towards the wing. Off to Burton. Clean look at three. Hoists it up and buries it. 13 to nothing as Burton drills the three. Nine on the timer. Hands it off to Kinesny. Shot clock's down to six. He's guarded by McNeely. Puts his back to the basket. Hoists up a mid range. And Kinesny from 15 feet on the left side of the lane knocks it down. Final seconds will wind off the clock. They all come to their feet here in Purcell Pavilion, and for good reason. Notre Dame has their first marquee win under Micah Shrewsbury, a dominant 76-54 victory over Virginia. That was Tony Simeone on the call right here on WSBT Radio December 30th as Notre Dame beat the Virginia Cavaliers 76-54. I'm Darren Pritchett. Welcome back to Sportsbeat here on WSBT Radio, and we'll have the call of Notre Dame, North Carolina State tomorrow night at 9 o'clock here on WSBT Radio. And the first-year head coach of the Fighting Irish, Micah Shrewsbury, joins me right now live here on WSBT Radio. Coach, first off, Happy New Year to you. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you so much, Coach. And again, greatly appreciate your time. 76-54, the victory over Virginia. Coach, this team has been so difficult to play for so many years under Tony Bennett, the world-famous pack line defense. You guys were able to shoot extremely well, in particular in the first half against the Cavaliers, and put up 76. What was key for you going into this game in order for your team to have success against this Virginia defense? I thought uh, our guys, you know, first of all, I thought our, our assistant coaches put together a, ga- a great game plan um, with how we needed to guard them, but how we needed to attack them. And our guys throughout the week really did those things, really worked on them as we were doing them to see uh, what it would should look like. And then, you know, once they got in the game and they could see it working, you could see the confidence just building and growing. So, um, I think our preparation was, was great, and our guys really executed the plan. Um, and then we, we attacked them the right way, and we won. We talked about our shot profile and attacking the paint, trying to get to the rim and shooting open, uncontested threes, and I thought we got those. You've got a freshman point guard in Marcus Burton who we had the pleasure to enjoy at Penn High School for four years. And I remember talking to you this summer about getting Marcus ready for this year. And and you talked about there was going to be a learning curve for Marcus going from Penn to ACC basketball. Could you describe, Coach, Marcus's transition over the last few weeks? I thought the South Carolina game, they really challenged him. They they kept him out of the paint. How he's adjusted to facing some of these defenses and at times guys that are a few inches taller than him. You know, it, it's for a freshman, and this is your first time through um, really, really, Major college basketball, um, 
there's there's different things in different games that he has to adjust to. And now I think the more games that he plays, the more defenses that he's seen, um, different ways that people try and guard him, he's learning from those experiences. And now you have something to kind of draw back on of how, you know, now we can talk about like, hey, North Carolina State is going to guard how South Carolina did or Virginia is going to guard how Miami did. And he has something to go back to and, and think about. You know, early in the year we couldn't say, hey, Auburn's going to guard the the same way that South Bend, Washington is, right? It's completely different. Um, <laughs> but now he can go back to his database of of preparation and games and now watch those other games, see what he did well, see what he didn't do do, uh, do as well and then grow in those areas. Coach, he just looks like a player that's not fearless out there. He's not afraid of the big moment. If you didn't know anything about Notre Dame basketball, I think at times watching him in play, it's like, well, he doesn't seem like a guy that's only played a couple of college games. Yeah, that's right. I think he's doing a really good job of, of listening um, to to what the staff is, is saying and, and trying to teach him, uh, but also – He's putting in a lot of time on his own to, to continue to grow as a player and get better and, and work on the areas that he's excelling in, but work on the areas that he's also struggling in. So he's better each time that he steps on, out onto the court. Notre Dame basketball coach Micah Shrewsbury, my guest on WSBT Radio. Coach, it's kind of interesting. I'm trying to get into the analytics. I've been around baseball. I've seen those numbers. But the Irish hockey team has started to give me analytics for my broadcast. And there's so many things to look at. But it's interesting. We have trouble scoring goals. But the stats show we're doing everything else we need to do to have a chance to score a goal. We're just not scoring. I'm curious from a basketball standpoint, the team's shooting around 40% from the field. Is the process coming along to the point where you're getting the shots you're looking for and maybe now they're just going to start falling here over the next few games? In fact, they started to fall in that Virginia game. Yeah, I think so. Um, But we've also, as we go through each game, we talk about our shot profile as a team and not really as individuals, but as a team. This is these are the kind of shots that we're looking for, and here's how we try and get to those shots, or here's how we can attack this team to get an opportunity to get those shots. And now it's just about executing what we need to do. So um, I felt like you know we made shots in in the last game against Virginia, but they were also more open, uncontested looks. I think going into that game, sixty percent of our three-point attempts were contested, right? So let's not shoot those contested shots. Let's try and keep probing the defense, working the defense to try and get an uncontested look somehow or try and get a a shot in the paint or try and get a shot in the rim or try and get to the free throw line. So let's narrow some of those shots and shoot more of the ones that we're having success on. Coach, I'm wondering, have you gotten the response you were looking for after your strong comments after the Citadel game? Yeah, I think since that game, our, our team has really come together. Our team has gotten closer. I think our our whole program has gotten closer. And that that's everybody that, that's associated with that, whether that's coaches, trainers, managers, whoever it may be, I think our whole group has gotten closer because um, we're holding each other a lot more accountable, right? which we needed some of that. We needed a little bit of tough love 
to like have some tough conversations that we had after that game of what each person can do better, how we can improve. And then we bought into those things. So um, our group has really come together. We're really starting to challenge each other, trying to make each other better. Um, so yeah, since that time, I think we've gotten closer as a group. Coach, I can only imagine bringing in so many new parts into one team that building leadership in the locker room or allowing the players to kind of own that locker room takes a little time. Are you starting to see some strong voices develop in the locker room, in the huddle, and on the floor? I think we do, and that's from a lot of different people. You have, you know, guys that are that are older, like like a Matt Zona that's um, – you know, been through college basketball now for four years, using his voice uh, a lot more. You have a guy like Marcus Burton, who's a freshman, um, but is is your point guard and has the ball in his hands a lot. Like, he's starting to use his voice more. But then you have other guys, Keba Jai, Julian Roper. A lot of different guys are kind of stepping up and, and using their voices and kind of leading. So we really have a kind of leadership by committee group. Coach, since you moved Corey Booth into the starting lineup the last couple of games, are you getting what you were looking for in making that move? Yeah, I think, you know what, Kerry's been playing great. He's he's had a couple of really good games where he's um, really playing with great energy uh, on both ends of the court. And I think, you know, to start the, the Maris game in his first start, you know, to be able to get some offensive rebounds early in the game to kind of help set the tone with that. Uh, but then – you know, against Virginia, making outside shots or driving and getting rebounds or helping us protect the rim. Uh, he, he's doing a great job of that. Now, you know, really continuing that, right? He's, he's going to have to guard a bunch of different people and understanding the um, nuances of, of our defense and, like, who he's guarding, whether that's a perimeter-based guy or a post-based guy. So he's probably had the toughest transition uh, because he's learning a few different positions, right? That's, you know, where his maybe development has been a little bit slower on the defensive end just because he's had, having to guard a bunch of other people where some people just have to really think about one guy. He's having to think about a lot of different areas. And, you know, as he's gotten more and more comfortable, now he's not thinking anymore. Now he's just really out there playing, and that allows him to play off instincts. Coach, I think those of us in the community know Marcus Burton, but we also know J.R. Konezny, who had a great career at South Bend St. Joe. He's been waiting here at Notre Dame for a couple of years, sat out last year. I'm just wondering, since you've gotten to know him, how his strength and conditioning has helped him and also how he's evolved offensively because – you know, I got to be honest, I wasn't quite sure how good offensively he was going to be at the collegiate level, but he has surpassed my expectations. I'm not a coach. What do I know? But he has looked so smooth out there on the offensive end of the floor. You know, he, he's just keeping the game simple. And that, that's the biggest thing that he's doing. He's playing extremely hard. He, he's emptying his tank um, every time that he steps out on the course. Uh, but then he's just keeping the game really simple on the offense. He's shooting open shots when he has them. He's driving closeouts. He's getting to the to the paint. When he gets around the basket and around the paint, he's playing off two feet and playing under control, and he's scoring it or making passes. And then I think that's what you want all your guys to do, right? That's how you want all your guys to play. And He's playing really under control. And I think, you know, with the joy that he plays with, with how hard he plays, um, you know, he deserves the success that he's having.
Coach, as this team continues to grow this year, do you have something in mind that is the next step for this group? I think continuing to grow offensively, um, learning how people are guarding us and being able to attack them uh, without losing our defensive edge, and which we've which we've had and, and uh, which has helped us kind of stay in game. So we need to continue to guard at a high level while also playing a little bit better offensively. And, you know, that'll happen, you know, if we, we have to take care of the ball better. I think as a group, you know, we've all really focused on that, and that's an area where we need to grow, which will help us become a better offensive team. What should Irish fans expect with NC State coming to town? Well, I, I just mentioned it, but that's going to be the number one most important thing is we got to take care of the ball. They're one of the best teams in the country at turning people over. Um, they, they really pressure the basketball. They get in passing lanes. They throw a bunch of different defenses at you. Um, so we're going to have to be good handling the ball and, and making sure we're getting good shots uh, because if we're turning over, then they get out in transition and they're really good in transition. So we have to make them play in the half court. Uh, but they got really capable players that can do it. DJ Burns is an unbelievable post player, one of the the, the a really good post scorer, but one of the best post passers that I've seen in a long time. Uh, but then their three guards are fantastic, and DJ Horn is a is a great, great one of the most elite shooters that we've played so far. So making sure he's not getting open catch and shoot threes, and, and Burns scoring around the basket. So. It's a tough challenge for us, a tough task, and uh, our guys should be up for it. Coach, one final question for you. I know you went viral with your dance moves, celebrating with the team after the Virginia game. I'm imagining you got those moves from mom and dad and maybe not from Coach Painter or Coach Stevens. That was a – you know what? When when you win a game like that, like the the feelings and emotions just take over, and that's just what it was, and – you know, a, a chance to just celebrate with the guys for all their hard work. And uh, we're just having fun with it. And we want to celebrate every victory, no matter what they look like. If it's 20 points or if it's one point, we want to celebrate celebrate every victory because winning's hard um, and it's hard to win. So when you do, um, you have fun. Coach, thanks so much for doing this the night before you take the floor against North Carolina State. And I know another good crowd's going to be out there at Purcell Pavilion to watch you take on the Wolfpack. So thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it, and best of luck against North Carolina State. Thank you. We're looking forward to it, and we need another great crowd to, to really help spur us on against this good team. Coach, thank you. Go Irish. Go Irish. That's Micah Shrewsbury, the head coach of the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame taking on NC State. Get your tickets at fightingirish.com. You can hear the game with Tony Simeone on the call tomorrow night, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. Sportsbeat continues in just a moment on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 